jump down the lane. They hating and I hear them, but Pippin gon' do his thing. I'm sewing up the game, paper and now fame. I started in the streets, then followed the money train. Them broads say they love me, they keepin' high play. Just tell them I'm a hustler, get money like You're listening to Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 is the number you want to call right now as we're giving away tickets for the Sportify Expo. Get autographs from the top athletes around, just to name a few. Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Astro, uh, former Oiler players, Jose Canseco, a legend. There's many questions I would like to ask someone like Jose Canseco, and you can do that. April 27th, April 28th. Yep, we got uh, two pairs of tickets we're going to be giving away, guys. So get your calls in now if you're going to be available next week. Hey, go get your autograph on, man. Caller 10, caller 14 right now. We're giving away these tickets. Call in right now, 713-780-3776. I'll see you guys there, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I'll be. Uh, it's, it's a great place to take your kids as well. I'll have my kids there, and I'm looking real forward to uh, some of these UFC guys that they're going to have there. I, I'm, I'm real big into UFC, and it's not every day you can just go up there and get these uh, get these autographs from these yeah. guys, take pictures. So. Sean Watson, Drew Brees, Altuve, Bregman. I mean, these I mean, are these aren't little big, names. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else do you want? And uh, all you guys that uh, do uh, collectibles and whatnot, memorabilia, this is your chance. This so. is your chance. 713-780-3776. Good luck to all you guys, and I'll see you there next weekend. No doubt about it. So that should be fun. We've hit a lot of things. We've been very Texans heavy. You know, I was talking to Chris Tubbs just a second ago during the break, and he's like, what are you guys hitting on right now this time of year? And I was like, man, we're actually doing a lot with the Texans, the schedule release. You know, even a little fantasy. We already talked about the Rockets. Great performance by them. I think we're pretty sure that, you know, they're going to finish that series, and then we're on to the Warriors. That's when the fun gets started. Your Astros, you know, they've been streaking a little bit. Now they've, they've had a couple bumps here against the Rangers, but I am not worried. They're, they're going to be just fine, so they've been fun to watch. It's a great time of year. Let, I did want to ask you a little bit about the draft here, right? It's, it's on Thursday. It's already Sunday. So let's get into that a little bit. Kyler Murray, do you, do you think the Cardinals are going to pull the trigger and draft him? Yep, yeah. I do. I do. I really do. I saw that he quit visiting teams now, and – I, I didn't realize that his agent is Kingsbury's agent. Ooh, that's, yeah, that could be a little. I read some things about that, and, and if it makes sense now that uh, the Cardinals are doing the NFL a solid, let's say, and not by messing up their magical night in that first pick because yeah. it takes a lot out of it. But we know, we know Rosen has conducting himself as an adult here because imagine how terrible that is and it's setting him back i don't think if they didn't plan on using if keeping rosen i don't think they they would take this approach to it because it's going to ultimately set him back it's going to set him back uh for progression you know what i mean stuff that he could be gaining right now yeah and i just everything leads you to believe that murray's going to go there and that's another thing to take advantage of if you believe murray is going to go there, go ahead and start hitting those team total or the win totals over on the Arizona because I, somewhere I saw, I think I believe at six. I believe they can get to six if you they got so? Murray. Yeah, Murray, I mean, he, 
he's a game changing type of player, and that's why they're going. Uh, you you hardly ever see where you drafted a, a Rosen type quarterback, and it's like yeah. you're gone, man. Like one year, you're gone, and for you to take that loss on him to to gain a one in a we're going to call this a generational player. No one's seen a guy with this skill set. You've seen Russell, don't get me wrong, yeah. but in all reality, Murray's more explosive than Russell with his feet. He can make it more happen now. His arm yeah. might be a different, but he can make throws as well. This could be this could be a game changer going forward. What happens when you grew up and the prototypical uh, prototypical quarterback was the big, tall guy, strong arm, Peyton Manning looking kind of yeah, dude. That yeah, that was your the guy that goes from Clemson Sunshine. You know that's your uh, that's the, the the guy that. But then if you're going to tell me that you can also these guys in colleges that all of a sudden going to the NFL, they have to start becoming kick returners and whatnot, and starting to find other positions that they really never even played sure. since since junior high. Now you're telling me that. They're going to watch Murray go out there, and they're going to say, hey, I can do that too. I don't have to be a certain skill set. I just got to be a playmaker. I don't think they pass up on him. I think they have to get him. I think he's a good fit for Kingsbury's system too. And, uh, and guys, by the way, we got our winners for the contest, so thanks, everybody, for calling. Uh, I think he's a good fit for that system. And I kind of – what do you think for David Johnson this year? I, I mean, I think he could get a lot of check down passes and, you know – I think Murray can make that offensive line look a little better because they're kind of Texans level with their offensive line. They're not great, but as we see with Deshaun, you get a quarterback that can move around a little bit. It helps, you know, it helps him out. Of course, you know, it also makes you kind of hold on to the ball a little too long, which we saw with Deshaun as well. But yeah, I think that could be like a sneaky kind of good offense if, if Murray gets in there and he's the starter. And but they got to get rid of Rosen, right? I mean, last he's not going to be happy. Last year was the lowest. Output fantasy as far as the scoring position as quarterbacks, 137 final fantasy points for the quarterback position in Arizona. This is a team that you got to remember, for example, 2015, Carson Palmer, 308 fantasy points. There's a team that 253 the following year, 228 the previous year. They're used to getting some kind of productivity, something. Yeah. And to have it drop all to 137, that's a low in 10 years. For fantasy points from that position, it's time for change. And don't get me wrong, the coaching had a lot to do with it at the beginning of last year. That's why uh, uh, Johnson was so bad to begin the year. And I drafted him high. I thought he was going to break out. I thought he was going to have a – they're talking about a thousand, thousand season though now. And I want to see that. But while we talk about lows, we talk about wanting to see, we talk about the running back position. Last year, your Houston Texans, our Houston Texans – Low at running back position, 287 points from the running back position, the lowest in 10 years. You hear Lamar Miller's stats always get thrown around, but they're uh, they're more made for box score readers, people that don't watch the games and they just say, hey, he's not a back court, uh, running back. Look, he's pre- I mean, he, he, he produces at an average level, yeah. but you don't when you see him, you know that he's just vanilla. Yeah. He's not – you want to see what if Watson got somebody that was a real threat. It would help out, you know what yes. I mean, having that extra – having the, the run game to to be dangerous. But to see that they only had 287 points, and, I mean, that's coming off a of 329 the previous year, 369 the previous year. Uh, in 2014, 406 points from the position. In 2012, 406 again. In 2011, 540 points from the running back position as far as fantasy. This year, 
it uh, or last year it dropped. Hopefully they can get more. And and a lot came with a lot came strictly from Lamar Miller uh, with with Dante not being there the whole year. Yeah. And it just let's talk about that a little bit. Just the Texans running back group. You know, Alfred Blue's gone. He's a you know Jacksonville Jaguar now, and. You know, Lamar, he's been kind of average, right? I mean, he's he's been okay, not great, but, you know, not bad. I think they need to address, you know, if Foreman comes back. I, I, I love Foreman if he's healthy. We'll see if that's the case. But that's a tough injury coming off that Achilles. I wonder if they're going to look to draft a running back here. I don't think they're going to do it in, with their first three picks probably, but I think maybe – Maybe the fifth round, because remember, they don't have a fourth rounder because of the Demarius Thomas trade. Maybe the fifth round, they address running back. I mean, you you have to. You what? Who is your backup? Yeah, Foreman, and you know, and he's we coming don't off even the know what he's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, Lamar Miller's production ever since he got here has just has declined. Like he is not the Lamar Miller I think they were gonna. They thought they were gonna get when he had all those good years catching and running the ball for Miami. I mean, quietly, running back has become a huge concern. I think for the Texans, but. Because O line and cornerback is more of a need, it kind of goes under the the rug. But yeah, I mean, like yeah, Lamar Miller, how he made the Pro Bowl is is beyond me because he had an average to below average year last year. And you're going to need more help. Like Deshaun's going to need a run game, and you haven't really been getting that. No, and I've seen. I think Lance was talking about this on the air the other day. Like, what if they, what if Josh Jacobs from Alabama kind of slips, you know, and falls maybe in, you know, into the second round, or you know, if the Texans traded back or something like that, and he's available because we all wanted Le'Veon Bell, right? Could they find something similar to Le'Veon Bell as a college player? I don't see it with him. I, I know some people might think that's the case with Jacobs. I, I'm not. I don't think he's going to make that big an impact. He's a little unproven for me, um, but. He's got to be better than what you got. Strength of schedule, specifically for the Texans. They come right out the gate. They face the fourth overall rushing defense, the sixth in week two. Then it gets a little simple. But what we worry about in fantasy world is how it ends in that week 15, the week 16, when you're in the playoffs. And if you happen to be an owner of one of the Houston uh, ball runners, let's say ball carriers, in week 15, they'll have the third toughest run defense matchup. Uh, and this is numbers according to last year. Everything changes, but we're talking about. But if, sure. if you can make it to week 16 where a lot of people are already checked out, again, depends where you have your Super Bowl, but I'm just naming them. So for week 14, 17th overall uh, defense. Week 15, which is a lot of people's Super Bowl, yeah. 14, 15. Week three, if you play your Super Bowl in the week 16, uh, you get the 28th easiest. Oh, yeah, so, the Bucks. Yeah, that's so a good, tasty matchup. Think about where your playoffs pertain and fall as far as your specific fantasy league. But it's not too bad if you get it in week 16. But if it falls in that week 15 and your Super Bowl is there and you're, you're stuck with Lamar Miller, it's just it's just something to look forward to. And just in Watson, too, right? Like, that's a pretty nice ske- playoff schedule for Watson with the – what do we have? The Broncos, Titans, and Bucks. That's not bad. With Watson, it's 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 real good because in the middle is where you get a big gap. Uh, week four, you get it's all greens. It's uh, I got it all color coded. In week four, you get a from four week four to week eight, you get all greens of teams ranked twenty fifth or worse uh, uh, defending quarterbacks. But we talked about week fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. If you roll with Watson in week fourteen, you get the ninth hardest. Uh, uh, matchup for a quarterback in week 15 you get the seventh toughest but in week 16 you fall back to the 30th not bad and it's nice for Hopkins also so I know it's way too early but you gotta love Watson and Hopkins this year 
We'll be back on Moneyline when we get. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of. We got some funny stories for you. And you got some plays too. Yeah, we got some plays. I've been I've been holding off on that. We'll give you some some NBA winners when we get back. You listen to Moneyline seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to ask us anything, if you got any bad beats from this weekend, I know there's a, a few out there. Give us a call. We're uh, we want to hear your your broken heart. <laughs> Moneyline ESPN ninety seven This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 is the number that you need to be dialing right now because we got good news from our promotions director, uh, Courtney. She basically said we can give away more tickets because... We felt bad during the commercial break. The, the phone lines blew up. We gave away the two pair. But guess what? We have more to give away. So all you callers that, that, that were on hold and didn't get in, 713-780-3776. Tickets to the Sportify Expo, George R. Brown Center, April 27, 28. Big athletes, just to name a few, Watson, Drew Brees, uh, Jose Altuve, Bregman, Springer. Everyone that uh, that we love to, to cheer on here in yeah. Houston, and I will be there myself. So if you want some of those tickets, I know we got a lot of calls. Go ahead and call back in. We'll give them to uh, give me give me two numbers. Who who wins? Uh, four and seven. Caller four, caller seven. A pair of tickets to you each to get into the Sportify Expo. Uh, is the least we can do for listening to us on a Sunday. Put these tickets in your basket. Yeah, no doubt about it. Some big stars: Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. If you want to go try and get some autographs, this is the place to do it. So if you missed your chance, call it now. We're going to give away a couple more pairs. We're just going to put you on the list, so you don't even have to come down to the station and and pick it up or anything. We're just going to put you on the list, and you show up and you get in for free. So there you have it, guys. Last segment. We got into the draft a little bit. That was pretty exciting. Little Kyler Murray looks like he's probably going to go first. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm, you know, I've been kind of looking. I put a mock draft together, and thanks for everybody clicking on it. It did it, it really well. It's up on Sports Map right now. I'm going to drop another one this week with with everything kind of. You know, everything's kind of changing. It's real fluid right now. As I have it right now, I have the Texans taking an offensive tackle, Dalton Reisner, with that pick. He's a tackle out of K State. It could easily be a cornerback here. You know, maybe somebody like Greedy Williams. Or, you know, you might even have the highest ranked corner on the board when they pick, and they, they need both positions. Um, I actually want to ask both of you guys this. Do you want them to take the best player, whether it's a corner or a tackle, or do you feel like get the tackle? You have to get the tackle. I'm glad you brought it up. It almost slipped my mind. I attended the conference this week. I was oh, yeah? there. Yeah, I was there. Um, heard That's Brian right. Gain- heard Brian Gaines speak and 
he actually spoke, uh, answered that specific question and it gave me a different sense of him. I, uh, I love it. He basically said, yeah, we have a, a group of players that we're targeting, sure, but I'm going for the best player available. Whether nice. it feels uh, we all have holes, and he says, and we'll have holes at all times. All these teams have holes, but if you pass up on a talent that you know is is way above where he's at at that specific moment, you go out there and you get him. And he made it a point to to an emphasis that that's the way they're going to roll. And he said that they all have their board, and then they got the board as far as best players, best uh, board as far as needs, but then they got just overall just just. Just straight up, just raw talent players and those guys yeah. that they happen to follow them at any time. He said they're taking a shot, and they kind of they proved that last year with the Justin Reed pick because he was the best player on the board. But we weren't sure if they needed a safety, you know, because they had Matthew and they still had Andre Howe, and they took him. He was the best player on the board, and that turned out to be the right move because he's he looks like a really good player. I'm and now they're kind of weak at safety with with you know the Honey Badger leaving and and Andre Howe just deciding to retire. So. Good thing they did take the best available player because they wouldn't have a good safety right now if they hadn't. So, you know, and I know they, they signed Gibson in, in free agency, and I think he's going to help. But, you know, just from a, a, a team-building standpoint, that worked out for him, taking the best player. And he also spoke about Gibson some, and uh, he basically said what improved what, what stood out to him is his ability to cover in man yeah. and be able to cover and, for extended periods in case uh, the, the line can't get there, the defensive line can't, and the quarterback sit in the pocket. He can, man, they, they legitimately trust him to be able to hold a receiver for X amount of seconds to uh, and be able to do it confidently. And he's good against tight ends as well. It, that's the other That's one. what he said, too. Yeah. He said we can, the, 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 they, the league we live in now, the tight ends are such weapons that we know that we can go yeah. one-on-one with them now and not have to take away from other emphasis. Another player he spoke about was Matt Khalil, and he said, he knows that this is a prove-it deal. Yeah. He knows that he's worth more than what he's getting right now, and we hope that he ends up being worth more for it because we'll gladly give it sure. to him. But he knows that he wanted it this way. He says, Khalil is – and you know you hear that a lot of time. and Sometimes coach speak, you know what I mean, to hype it up. But it genuinely sounded like Khalil knows that he's been dealt a couple bad balls, you know, a couple bad – Pitches have been thrown Injuries, his way. Yeah, yeah, a couple bad pitches, but he knows whenever it's a strike, he can knock it out if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's he's willing to prove it. He's going to have to. He's just got to get over the injuries. That's a big deal. He's going to compete with Davenport, and you know we'll see who wins that. I, I just think they got to get another tackle. Just you know Henderson. I, I like him fine as a player, but man, he's been hurt too. You know you can't. You know, you can't rely on just, just a guy anymore. you got to protect Deshaun Watson, and I think they know that, and I think they're going to do it. But they also have to improve the secondary. You know, I mean, Jonathan Joseph is really like your number one right now, and, and I like J. Joe. He's just getting a little older in his career, and I'd be a little more happy with him as my number two or my number three corner. I, you know, him on T.Y. Hilton just scares me to death. Yeah, that's, that's always going to be yeah. a, an issue. Another issue with another Texas team, and I know we have some Cowboy fans out there listening, Dak Prescott, and people are getting their, their money. And yeah, yeah. at one point, he's going to get his, too. He has to. Now, the, the question is here, how much? Because where do you set them? Where do you set them? Because people are setting the market. Every year, it gets reset the market. And now that it's set with Wilson and Rodgers in the 30s, Matt Ryan, let's say the cutoff at 30. Right after Matt Ryan, you get Kirk Cousins at $28 million. 
Where does he fall? Do you does he fall over? Because again, you have Andrew Luck sitting at twenty four point six, uh, a Derek Carr type twenty five million, Matt Stafford at twenty seven, and Garoppolo at twenty seven five. Where does Dak fall to this? Because time is running out, and at this point, they got two million dollars this year is what he'll get paid because he's still on that. But then if they uh, if they do the franchise tag, it'll be twenty five million in two thousand twenty, thirty in two thousand twenty one. So at this point. That's pretty much where the range of the market is for him. Yeah, it really is. And they got to get Amari Cooper locked up, too. (laughs) You know, so they're they're not done spending with him. But I think they're going to do it, though, Jerry. I mean, I think they're probably favorites to win the division. You know, like you don't break up a team if you think they're going to win the division. I know the Eagles could come out and and do something if Carson Wentz is healthy. But, you know, I think the Cowboys probably going to win this division. They're going to want to keep around their quarterback. And Dak was pretty good when he had finally got Amari Cooper. You know, you noticed a significant bump up. He gets Jason Witten back. I know Jason Witten can't really run anymore, but he is a big target and Dak's comfortable throwing him the ball. So, I think they're going to get it done, but I think you're right. Somewhere around that Kirk Cousins money is probably where it's going to land. And Stephen Jones actually came on 105.3 The Fan on Tuesday, and he said, yeah, we're always open to looking at things. I think pretty much everybody's on it pretty good that there's pretty active decisions now with Dak and Amari, but it doesn't mean that some can't pick up in the short order with other players and that we have on our current roster. So basically saying – it's scary because yeah. he he even came out and said that he doesn't think it's justified uh, that that Dak j- gets that kind of Aaron Rodgers money. And whenever they're saying that, you what do you feel like as a quarterback? Yeah. Usually you hear it the other way around, and you, and you hear them boast you up like saying, "Man, my guy's good enough as, as he's as good as any quarterback." But when it comes to signing contracts, they start saying like, "No, no, you're not." No, let's, you're not. let's say the truth here. There's like uh, you ever watch that show Pawn Stars where they're trying to buy something from somebody and they always like tell you all the stuff that's wrong with the item. You know, like, "Oh, there's a little chip on the corner here and then this part scratched over here and you know, that's how they drive the price down. And that's all the Cowboys are doing here with Dak Prescott. Oh, uh, you weren't that good at this and you could be a little better at that. They're trying to drive that price down. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Driving this week was an issue for one rapper, Kodak Black. He was arrested this week. No. And basically it was a possession. He was arrested for drugs and weapons possession at the United States-Canada border Wednesday night. Black, whose real name is Bill Capri, Capri, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, was charged with criminal possession of a weapon and unlawful possession of marijuana after he and three men tried to enter the U.S. via Lewiston-Quinston Bridge. The funny thing is here is Kodak is coming out now and saying it was the GPS's fault. (laughs) So what happened is he's blaming the navigation system for leading him into Canada. They were driving from Detroit to Boston. They entered the... They entered the destination and basically it gave them a, a direct route that ran from Canada uh, through Canada back to New York and onto Massachusetts. And they didn't realize they were going across borders. So they got pistols in the car. They got marijuana in the car and they, they're smoking and they roll up to the to the border. Imagine that. This feels like a scene out of Super Troopers. Exactly. I, I wish they, there was a camera in that car. Yeah. Just imagine. They're like, oh, man, what's going on here? They roll the wind and it's just like passport and passport. <laughs> Coming to Canada, eh? Passport. <laughs> on there? Two loaded handguns, a third in the trunk of a Porsche. And this is the guy that's been in trouble for a while. I just, 
I, th- I thought it was hilarious, no, man. Why do you have handguns when you go into Canada when you know they don't even have the, – the, the Mounties don't even have guns? They didn't like, know they were going yeah, to Canada. I say, you're, you're Nothing happens dri- in Canada for you to need a gun. You're driving, you're driving along that coast, and, and all of a sudden you put it in the GPS, and, and the GPS is taking you a shortcut, and that shortcut goes through Canada, and it comes right back out on the other side of New York. Oh. That's just bad news, man, and you don't realize it. So once you came in, and now you have to cross back, and all of a sudden... You're stuck in that line at the border with cars behind you, and you can't turn around, and they got all the guns and the weed on them. And, oh, man, they sto- saw that coming, too. Uh, uh, they had to. Have. An old story, and we'll talk about it one day when we grow closer. I got stuck at the border of Tijuana oh, and no. uh, trying to get back out of Tijuana, getting back to the States. A long, long story, a long, many years ago, but we'll talk about that one day. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Get it? Text a message, I don't know the number. Flexing on these flexes, every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots, never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Celebrate 25 years of doggy style with Snoop Dogg. Thursday, April 25th at Smart Financial Center. Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D present the Snoop Dogg and Friends Tour featuring Warren G, G G-Funk, and the Dog Pound. Find more information and get your tickets at LiveNation.com. I, too, will be here. When you li- when you read that, listen to that. G-Funk, Warren G, The Dog Pound. These are people that we grew up off of. Yeah. Oh, if, if you got a 90s heart, your 90s head, this is the place to be. Again, April 25th at the Smart Financial Center. And it's yep. such an eye-popping, ear-opening line to, to the to the script, 25 Years of Doggy Style. Yeah, yeah, I know. Whoever wrote that is <laughs> lyrical genius because that's the first thing that gets your attention automatically. No doubt about it. And I was reading the copy. I was like, whoa, what am I saying here? All right. I guess I was the only one that didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Tw- tw- celebrating 25 years of missionary with Snoop Dogg. That <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> 25 years of backwards cowgirl. No, that doesn't have the same ring to it. Snoop had it right the first time. Have you seen this uh, this thing with the the Jacksonville Jaguars? You know, they have an issue where it's really hot, you know, because they're in Florida, obviously, and it's an outdoor stadium. So they're, it basically says most of their temps are around, you know, around 90 when the season starts. So, you know, that can be kind of tough. Not only sweating your ass off, but you're having to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, like those are two things were not so great. But the, why I'm talking about this is they're they're talking about putting these kind of like – They're basically like clouds, like fake clouds that kind of hover above the stadium and kind of block the sun. When having too much money goes wrong. Exactly, right? You know, it is a creative solution. I thought that was kind of interesting that – I don't know. I mean, I never thought of it. Imagine if you had – like basically it's like a blimp, if you would, but it just kind of sits there in the same spot and just blocks the sun. So – I think it's actually not a bad idea if they can pull it off. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, first reaction was when you have too much money. But they said that it'll be it's not really even that expensive to get the drones up there and do it. But 
with something like this, it's going to be trial and error. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of errors. It's not going to fall and kill people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know All what it I mean? takes is some one of those. Yeah. Uh, something can go wrong here, and it's just a liability. Let's let's just let's just keep it how how it is, and let's just play in the heat. Yeah, just just deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. They're they're basically called artificial clouds, and they would just kind of float over the stadium and, and provide shade. Well, what their the trial is going to be at the World Cup supposedly that's in Qatar, right? Um, because <laughs> for whatever, well, as, as scandalous as FIFA is, that's why it ended up there. And let's not say why, who, who put it out there. But now that it's over there, they're saying that the games are going to be like, it's like 110 degrees, 108 yeah. degrees average during the summer for the World Cup over there. And they were even talking about moving the World Cup to, to Christmas time almost. Uh, and it just doesn't make any sense. If they only had a new technology, maybe we would call it like a dome or a covered stadium. It's this new idea. Stay with me. But... You're actually inside when you play the game. What? Yeah, and the, like the sun can't get you because you're inside. No. Yeah, and you can maybe even make it retractable. So sometimes it's open, and sometimes do they have it's nachos closed. there? <laughs> yeah, they got twenty dollar nachos there to pay for that stadium that never gets opened. We talk about technology, and it fails us sometimes. Yeah. Last week, everyone was thrilled about the Game of Thrones premiere. Absolutely, I watched it. And the Rockets. I've managed to watch both. Being this is a gambling show, you know, we, we speak about odds. And they say some of the Game of Thrones gambling has been some of the most. Uh, the market is is huge. It is. You can get that on my bookie. You can get odds. But what happens when DirecTV hits you on a notification that says season eight of Game of Thrones is now on DirecTV. And it's like four hours before the debut. Yeah. And you you're, you're thinking... No way! You click it like is this a is this a joke? You click it and it starts playing, and you get to see the show, but the lines never changed. So the casino was still taking bets, and the bet was who was going to be the first person, the character to speak, who was going to be the very first person to talk on the on on that. And they left it up. People were watching it and pounding the bets. People were pounding the bets, and it's just like in technology. How did we miss on you. this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What about me? If you're listening out there and you caught on to this, I hope you help me. Help me. I, it was easy money, and gladly. Sometimes you see sportsbooks; they won't pay out for stuff like this, and they paid out. They said uh, they lost a, a decent amount of money. They did, and I, I wish I would have seen it. I was, I was actually a little busy that day, or maybe I would have caught it. But I saw this article, and I'm like, oh my god, how did we miss out on this? But oh well, because you know, this week they're going to have this problem fixed. This, you know, this won't be. They'll close the lines. You know, a little earlier, obviously. That so, person's yeah. fired. Oh, you know it, man. That person's in the penitentiary. You don't mess with the Game of Thrones like that. <laughs> you don't. And imagine, just imagine though, if you if you were the one, watched it early, and you know, and it's it's just uh, it's crazy. It's, oh, <laughs> I wish I would. I wish I would have seen that. I was too busy worrying about getting to watch the Rockets game at the same time that I didn't even really think about that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about: Did you see where Alabama withheld Haha Clinton Dix's degree for a year because he owed the university how much money? A dollar. What? Yeah, and I remember that. Like when you know when I was in school, yeah, a dollar. It, it works like that. I, I remember when I was graduating, and you know you have to get all your you know all your finances straight. You have to make sure all everything's paid off, everything's cool, or they hold it from you. And wasn't Ha Clinton Dix the one that was kind of 
you know, going back and forth with Nick Saban a little bit yeah. about, you know, about players coming out and how they should stay in college longer. Uh, I, I think it was him. It might have been uh, the other Alabama safety, I think, that went to the Jags. But anyway, I, I think that's kind of interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Saban was behind that. So this man got an extra juice from the cafeteria on a Tuesday. They withheld his degree because of that. For an entire year. Oh. Yes. I mean, that's crazy. It just says here in the article, the football program had an $111 million in revenue this past year, and uh, $48 million of it was profit. But they they had to get that dollar from Ha Ha so Clinton they, so they So they want you to stay, and they emphasize getting a degree and an education. But then when they do it, they withhold the one piece of paper that proves you actually went through and finished your education. Yes, you got to love the NCAA. I, yeah. I mean, they, they're undefeated. They, they really are. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's insane. Now, let's get back to a little bit of football talk and just uh, how it pertains to – I always think of ADPs, and then at the end of the year, you, you, sometimes you get lazy. I've fallen victim to it too, and you, you need to go back and look at ADPs, where somebody was drafted in fantasy and where they actually ended. Right. Sure. And a couple of players I saw it, it came up on an article on uh, pro football focus. Let me go ahead and give them credit for this. But they touch on a few players. And, and it's I just wanted to talk about this so it could sink in your head going forward. Like a player like, let's say, Ben Roethlisberger. He's been drafted inside the top 10 at quarterbacks twice in the last six years. That was 15 and 16 and 15. His average ADP was fifth. He ended up 21st. In 2016, his ADP was seventh. Everybody was drafting him as a top 10 quarterback. He ended at 17th. Last year, though, people started pressing the brakes. They drafted him average 14th, and then he ended up third. He had a big year. A big year. You have to be careful with these kind of guys. Uh, Public perception, just like in football, it pertains to this as well. And when you look at someone like, let's take example like Matt Ryan, he's a guy that alternates every year. For example, in, in, in 15, he was ranked in the top 10 eighth. He ended up 18th. Everybody perception was, man, he, he, he wasn't that great. I shouldn't have took a chance on him. So the next year in 2016, he was ranked as the 20th and he, he finished third. Yep. So then the next year in 2017, everyone's back on the Matt Ryan train and he's drafted fourth, but he finishes 14th. And then last year, drafted 13th, but he finishes second. And this is all driven by perception, and yes. sometimes they're overly and uh, overly drafted, too high, too much is put into recency bias. But one player that whenever the top guys are uh, gone, the, the top quarterbacks that people uh, mostly draft too early, the Bradys are gone, all those guys are gone, and then you have that little group of, of, of guys that, are, that you hope that, that don't get taken because you say, hey, man, I got my rest of my roster, and I know Phillip Rivers – is just good enough to get me there. And that's what you get with him, consistency. In 2015, he was ranked 14th. He finished 12th. In 2016, he was ranked 11th. He's finished 8th. In 2017, 13th, he finished 8th. Last year, 12th, finished 14th. In other words, look for consistency in these guys and that you don't have to risk. And that's what you always get when you get later in the draft, round uh, 10, 11, 12, when everybody, that 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 first grouping of quarterbacks that people do take a chance on the 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 Mahomes will be there this year the Watsons will be there this year those kind of guys they'll be gone but then when you have that little group of the Rivers last year I believe Eli Manning was there which I won't mess with him this but (laughs) but that little group you know what I mean 
Look for someone that, that 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 actually holds their weight as far as their ADP as to where they finish, and that's what you get with the quarterbacks. I thought it was a really, really interesting, um, a really interesting article. And, and as far as running backs, you get that uh, just to, just to run through Ezekiel Elliott. He's real consistent. Frank Gore. Uh, nobody looks at him as as somebody you want on your team. Whenever you get him, you look at him as a RB three or yeah, something. You know, like yeah, but. Truth tells you that he always outperforms by 25 spots on average of where he is drafted. And I'm, I'm just curious to see where he goes because now you got like, let's say that somebody like Jordan Howard that had that one big year in 2016, he was undrafted, finishes 10th. The very next year, everybody runs to him. Ninth, he gets drafted, he finishes 14th. Last year, he dropped all the way to 20th. Where does he go this year with his new team? Man, that. Maybe uh, next time we have Holly on, we can ask her about that. But yeah, that, that'll be interesting, man. I'm every year you find value, and you know, back to the Big Ben thing, it kind of made sense him having that breakout year last year, right? Because what was the missing ingredient? Le'Veon Bell. He had to throw the ball a little more. I know James Conner, you know, did a pretty good job, but you know, if we would have seen that a little bit, we would have been like, hey, Ben's going to really have to throw this thing more this year with Le'Veon Bell out, so maybe we could have been on that hype train. Of course, this time last year, we were thinking that Bell would eventually come back. It just it never happened. And just to finish this off, uh, Houston's own Lamar Miller, how does he finish to where he is perceived? 2014, that big year, he was drafted 36th overall. He finished top 10 ninth. The very next year, Everyone was on him. He was drafted 11th. He finished 5th. Then he got his deal. Drafted 4th. At one point, Lamar Miller in 2016 was drafted. Yeah. as the, That's wild to think that. He was drafted. ADP was the 4th overall running back. In what world were we living in? He finished 19th. 2017 and, 19, uh, 17 and 18, he's been vanilla. 18 and 16, 20, finished 23rd. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Ready or not, here comes the boys from the side. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe. And Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow at Clutch City Cam behind the glass. We got Hector on the phones handling all the podcasting, which brings up this point. If you missed any of the show, Podcast Arena, Moneyline, click on it. Check out all the conversations from today. Jerry's going to be dropping some plays for you guys here in just a bit. So if you want to get your gambling on, Jerry's got some plays for you in just a minute. Uh, I wanted to bring this story up. I thought it was kind of funny. It's on a For the Win this week. And it's basically the best question on Twitter is what's the best what if in sports movies? So, for example, would be like uh, what if Apollo Creed didn't die in Rocky? And there, there's some other ones, too. I thought one was pretty funny for Field of Dreams. What if he built it, but they never came? You know, like, how would that work out for, for a sports movie? Uh, some of the other ones, I don't know if you guys know uh, The Replacements with Keanu Reeves, you know, great football movie. 
What if Shane Falco had won that Sugar Bowl and he wasn't Footsteps Falco? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how would that movie have been different? Uh, They have quite a few of these in here I thought were pretty funny. What if Michael Jordan lost to the Monsters in Space Jam? That that would have totally changed the movie, right? He wouldn't be in L.A. right now. (laughs) He wouldn't be in L.A. right now. Uh, Friday Night Lights, what if Booby Miles never messed up his knee? <laughs> Yo, that that one's a good. Yeah. That's People a, are wild for this one. That man. one's a good one because that's based on a true. That's based on a true story. Like Booby Miles was a real, is a real dude. Like, what if he? You know, he should have just taken that doctor's <laughs> advice, man. He should Man, it's you got a bad knee. You need to sit out a game. Take the doctor's Who advice. Paying you, yeah, <laughs> right? No, that was great. Well, what if Uncle Rico really could throw a football over the mountains? That would that would be pretty good. I think good. he could. <laughs> I think he could right there. Uh, and then the other one uh, was that rookie of the year. What if Henry Rowan Gardner never saw his mom's name in his glove? Because you know he threw that little softball pitch at the end of the I movie. Forgot about that. Yeah. So anyway, I, it's kind of stupid, but I saw this the other day, and I thought it was kind of funny. What if in Rudy, what if the football players had said, no chance, Rudy, you're not seeing the field? <laughs> 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 Been a totally different movie, right? And I wouldn't have nothing to waste time in uh, in middle school with when they'd bring it in and watch the movie every single time. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we had this one... Uh, this one teacher substitute and every time that he would you would have him he'd wheel in the the little cart yeah. and he'd put it on Rudy every, every time. single time and it, all day long every single time and it's like come on man you didn't get tired of this movie that's the substitute teacher's playbook man is to bring in the movie and then they can just kind of sit there on their phone for an hour yeah that's a, but i loved it from my standpoint it was time to write notes oh yeah do, do people still do that <laughs> probably not they probably just text each other back and forth i was, I, moan, I was sending smoke signals to the <laughs> to the ladies self <laughs> ladies they had a one final one from the natural what if roy <laughs> roy hobbs never got shot uh, that would have totally changed that movie, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he would have been that pitcher, you know, they could throw 100 miles an hour or whatever. So, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of fun. I, sometimes the internet really is undefeated. Uh, <laughs> the final one was from Major League. What if that stolen car had been Ricky Vaughn's third strike and he never got out of jail? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, it's the best That's one. the best one. <laughs> Let me drop you something that we call a winner. Let's go to Mexico, Toluca, Club America. It's about to kick off right now. Seven minutes. What do you get here? Two teams that can score. Now, if you look at just their last game, both teams were in 0-0 ties. But if you look before that, Toluca, five goals, two goals, two goals, one goal. Four out of the last five they scored in. And all four of those five, the opposing team has scored against them. Let's look at America. They're coming off that 0-0 draw. But in the games before that, they scored one. They scored two. They scored four. They scored three. They score in all their games as well. And in this specific matchup between these two teams, four out of the last five have seen over three goals. Four out of the last five have also seen both teams score. Give me and the one game that went under two and a half, both teams scored anyways. It was a 1-1 draw. Give me over two and a half to Luca, Club America, and Mexico kicking off in six minutes. Woo. A lot of plays there. Everybody get them in. You just got a few minutes. Get over to my bookie. Get your bets in. And uh, finally, I did want to hit on this the other day. Speaking of bets, did you see this uh, Texas man that uh, bet his wife that if Tiger won the Masters, that he would be able to to name the son Tiger if he wanted to? So, of course, you know, you had some money on this. Tiger came through. He won the Masters. This guy even had a uh, a contract drawn up. 
If Tiger Woods wins the Masters this week, <laughs> I, father, get to have the option of naming our son coming in September of 2019 Tiger Little. It even has like the notables. Las Vegas has Tiger's odds to win at 14 to 1. This would be Tiger's first win at the Masters since 2005. And I mean, it's, it's all, it looks legal as hell. It's all drawn up and, and typed up and signed. So, hey, this guy won. Give him props. He won the bet. He's going to have a little Tiger coming soon. I could relate to this. My son's middle name is Palomalu. Really? <laughs> just, just, just out of nowhere. Kobe Palomalu. My wife was just, uh, you know, she's under the whatever drugs they gave her for pain. Sure. So they're like, so what do you want to name the kid? And I'm like, How about, Palomalu sounds great. And the, the lady's like, she looked at me like, what? She what? looked at my wife like, you're serious? My wife's just looking into the sky, just to the air, just what is I'm like, yeah, Paulo Malu. <laughs> How do you spell that, sir? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> do you really like his shampoo commercials? You know? Yeah, Kobe Paulo Malu. He's he's destined to be something. Ooh, destined to be a Steelers fan. I'm or to wear too. different shoes, a Nike and something else. He's just all over the place. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Man, I guess people, they'll, they'll do anything. They want to they want to call their kids something? Go for it, man. They, at least you didn't have to put a bet down to, to get that name taken care of. Bets is what we want to put down before we get out of here. I know that's what you've been listening to, and you're saying, Jerry, why, why'd you tease me this whole show? Give me something. I'm tired of listening to you. Well, I'm going to give you this. I believe that the Blazers plus five and a half points is a good bet. Uh, I think Russell hitting those jump shots was a bad thing because now he's going to resort to that rather than putting it on the floor and taking it to the lane. I don't think these two teams are five and a half points uh, different. You know what I mean? I, I, in yep. a game like this, that's going to be close. I feel like it's going to be going back and forth. Those five and a half points are pivotal. I think. Golden State and Clippers go over today, 236. It's a real high total, but I, I don't see Golden State getting slowed down. And I think this is the Clippers. Uh, they, uh, they're going to fight it to the end like they always do. They're a scrappy team, but yeah. they know they can't win. So they're going to start uh, taking bad shots, running. It's going to open up the game in a, in a silly fashion. I think it's going to be a blowout, and I think they get there. And also, the first game also about to go off in four minutes. You got Boston and Indiana. Boston's going for the sweep, 204. I, 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 Boston gets the sweep. Uh, Indiana's the, the the Cinderella is is done. The shoes gone off of it, and, <laughs> yeah. and the offensive struggles. They struggle to score offenses. They uh, they haven't had the best player all year, and now it's showing. So go ahead and punch those in. Go ahead and check me out on Twitter. I'll have much more throughout the day. As for now, we got to sign off for Clutch City Cam for my man Hector out there and your boy Jerry Bonos in here with my partner in grind Josh Jordan. We sign off. Peace. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.